0: Amen. Blessed
1: assurance. I'm glad I've got a story. The psalmist said he put a song in my mouth. Maybe it was the writer of Proverbs. One of them said that. I'm glad I've got a song in my mouth. And I'm glad I've got a story to tell. Thankful for Sister Michaela leading singing this morning. Anytime our youth want to get involved, I say we, we've got them. matter of fact, it would be good if some of you are musically inclined to learn how to play. I I hope these sisters over here and the other ones that play have a lot of years left in them. But you know it would be good for somebody that's young to to pick that up. I'm afraid there's a generation that once they're gone, a lot of our things are going to be over unless some of our youth uh, stand in that gap and, 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 and learn to do the things. Uh, that need to be done in the house of the Lord. So I pray that the Lord would direct somebody that's musically inclined that way so that we'll have a future. Uh, Brother Philip and I were talking just after Sunday school a while ago about the state of this world, and, and we both said, I, I feel bad for our children. And so a lot of things are disappearing. And so it's up to us to uh, to keep, and a lot of it's tradition, but a lot of it's good tradition. And so there's nothing wrong with tradition if it's good, as long as it doesn't take the place of the Word of God. Anything on your heart before we go into service? Amen. 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 She Amen. That's right. <laughs> Amen. Bless you, sister, are you? And I'm so glad to hear that. You know, there was a a man in the Bible who prayed one time and the Lord said, you'll not leave this world until you've seen the Lord's Christ. And he met him when the Lord was a little baby and he held him. And he said, now I've seen the anointed one, I've seen the Christ, now let thy servant depart in peace. So Sister Ayun had prayed and God granted that request, not only saving her granddaughter, but letting her see it and be there at the baptizing and what a blessing that is. Amen. Amen. They we ought to pray for our young Christians. They've got a lot harder road than I had. And so it's important. Help them to be lights. Anything further before we get go into the lesson and the preaching? Yeah, Amen. Amen. Thankful for that. It could have been a lot worse. Thankful it went as well as it could have, and, and uh, so thankful for that. Bless you, Brother Gary. Um, if you have your Bibles, open up to John chapter number 4. Anything on your heart while you're turning there? John chapter 4. This is a familiar um, familiar scripture, I guess. Uh, going to be a little more lengthy reading than normal. Uh, but you pray for us I'm like probably a lot of you and battling ragweed and pollen and things like that and and so you pray for me I desire your your prayers I just want to get a hold of the Lord this morning and I'd love for him to come down and just bless us all uh, just let the Holy Ghost have his way and and uh, and see what he's got in store for this service i I like to watch services unfold when you can feel the Spirit of the Lord and and I felt the Spirit of the Lord in this place this morning and I'm thankful for that and I'm thankful for each of you. John chapter number 4 beginning with verse number 1. When therefore the Lord knew how how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus had made and baptized more disciples than John. Though Jesus Himself baptized not, but His disciples, He left Judea and departed again into Galilee. And He must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh He to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with His journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest the drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, Thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself, and his children, and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus saith unto her, Go, call thy husband, and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands, and whom thou now hast is not thy husband. In that saidest thou truly. The woman saith unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our father is worshipped in this mountain, and ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh, when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship Him. God is a Spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. The woman saith unto him, I know that the Messiah cometh, which is called Christ, when He is come, He will tell us all things. Jesus saith unto her, I that speak unto thee am He. And upon this came His disciples, and marveled that He talked with the woman. Yet no man said, What seekest thou? Or why talkest thou with her? The woman then left her water pot, and went her way into the city, and saith to the men, Come, see a man, which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came unto Him. Down to verse 39, And many of the Samaritans believed on Him for the saying of the woman which testified, He told me all that ever I did. So when the Samaritans were coming to Him, they besought Him that He would tarry with them, and He abode there two days. And many more believed of because of His own word. And said unto the woman, Now we believe, not because of thy saying, For we have heard Him ourselves and know that this indeed is the Christ, the Savior of the world. That's a lot of reading. But I would call to your attention the the account that you just read and that we've just read is the longest written account that Jesus ever had, I believe, with one person. Um, And we don't even know her name. She was just a Samaritan woman. But we, we pick this up after that. Jesus has, uh, is vastly different, but, but in a lot of ways the same. Jesus had just talked to Nicodemus in chapter number three. Nicodemus was, was a ruler, he was rich, he was powerful. Uh, Jesus talked to him in the dead of the night when nobody was around. Uh, this woman of Samaria was not wealthy, she was not high ranking, uh, she was a sinner. And she was a bad sinner. Uh, She had been married and divorced five times. And now she was living with a man apparently that she wasn't married to. And so they were vastly different, her and Nicodemus. And he talked to her in the middle of the day and Nicodemus the middle of the night. Uh, But I'm glad that our Lord is no respecter of persons. That He'll talk and save the young and the old, the rich and the poor, the black and the white, the Hispanic, the American, the African, and all manner of men and women, boys and girls of all nations. And He's made of one blood, the Bible says. He's made of one blood of all people to come and dwell with Him. Uh, But here we have an account that the time had come when Word had begun to spread. At the end of chapter number 3, we find John's disciples Coming unto John and saying, this man that you baptized and said was the Lamb of God. And now he's baptizing and all men are going to him instead of to you. So word had started to spread about the fame of Jesus Christ. Word had begun to get out about this man of Galilee. This lowly Galilean preaching a a new doctrine of repentance for your sins and remission and forgiveness of sins and and of being baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost. And word had begun to spread. And the Pharisees and the scribes were losing their control on people. Uh, Things haven't really changed in 2,000 years. Most of our leaders now are concerned more about control then they are your benefit. And that's the way these Pharisees were. Uh, So uh, they began to seek after Jesus to persecute Him. They had heard that many were coming unto Him. Uh, Jesus never backed down from a confrontation as long as it was time. Uh, But the time was not come yet that they should take Him. Uh, So He made His way. Uh, He was going up from that place... And it said he must needs go through Samaria. And now a lot of the high-ranking rabbis and Pharisees and scribes would take the longer way around to get to that destination. It was shorter to go through Samaria but there was such a hatred between the Jews and the Samaritans. The Samaritans were a group of people where they started in about 722 B.C. Assyria came and, and conquered Israel and took captive the children of Israel and left the poor of, this, of, of, of Israel, left the poor Hebrews in that land. And then they began to bring other nations and nationalities of people and they, 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 they put them all together. So uh, the, the, the Samaritans uh, the, in the Jews' eyes were a mixed race, of mixed blood, a mixed multitude. Uh, they were not pure-blooded of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, and so uh, the Samaritans had a place. They built their own temple. And they had a place on their mountain that they worshipped. But Jesus went through Samaria. I believe He had His mind on this woman. I believe that He knew from before He ever came and set foot on planet earth, this was an encounter that He had to make. He must needs go through Samaria. In many ways, it was the same when I got saved. That he must needs have gone through a bug tussle that night and had a conversation with me. And the Bible said, He sent the disciples away. Our Lord had a human body. And He was tired and weary. And tired on his journey and hot. And thirsty. And He sat down on the well sent the disciples away. And as he sat there, this Samaritan woman came. And she came in the middle of the day. And now the custom was the women would gather early in the morning and late in the evening and carry these huge water pots on their head. And there they would gather water. And it was a social thing to gather uh, with other women and to ask about their affairs. Uh, But this woman was an outcast. Uh, Women didn't like her because of her lifestyle. And the five men that she'd been married to and the man that she was shacked up with now have because of all of that Uh, The women shunned her. Uh, They wouldn't have anything to do with her. Uh, So she waited until the middle of the day Uh, when no women were around, and when nobody else was around. I'm so glad today uh, that God will save an outcast. I'm so glad that He'll save a sinner. I'm so glad that He'll take somebody that's in that situation and make them a clean vessel. Uh, But he met this woman and she came on the scene and began to draw water. And he just said unto her, give me to drink. And now even a rabbi talking with a woman in public was a no-no. Him talking to a Samaritan woman was a major no-no. Him asking her for a drink of water would have ran the scribes and Pharisees out of their mind. And she said, why do you talk to me? You're a Jew. And I'm a Samaritan. And she was trying to understand. She engaged with him. Don't you know that's what He desires from all of us this morning? Amen. Just to engage with Him. Uh, just to talk with Him. Uh, just to take time out of our day and commune with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He engaged her. And she engaged Him back. And she said, How do you uh, uh, you have... Nothing. And He said, rather, If you knew who I was, uh, then you would have asked of Me. And I would have given you living water. And she said, Sir, uh, thou hast... Nothing to draw with. But you see, He don't need anything to draw with. He draws by His own power and by His own majesty. He draws people unto Him still today. But she said something there that I want to take those few words and I want to try to preach to you as the Lord has given it to me. If I can get it out to you the way He gave it to me, it will be good. But you pray for me. She said... You have nothing to draw with. And then this is the title. She said, the well is deep. I've thought about that a lot this week. Now that well was Jacob's well. And Jacob and Joseph and all the children of Israel drank from that well. Their cattle drank from that well. It had been around for thousands of years. And for thousands of years, wayward travelers had came to that well. And, and in the, and, and in history says, and some of the commentaries say, it was a little over a hundred feet deep. And so they would go there and get water. And they would go there daily and get that water that would just spring up out of that well. And they had done it for thousands of years. But I want to take just that one little statement that she made that the well is deep. I want you to understand today that the well is deep. And the well that I'm talking about is not Jacob's well. The well that I'm talking about is what Jesus was talking about. That well that giveth living water. That if a man drink of that, that he'll never thirst again. That once a man is born again, you still have a thirst to know more about our Lord. You still have a thirst. Had to come to His house. You have a thirst to read His Word. You have a thirst to commune with Him. You have a thirst to pray with Him. Have you shown me a man that never prays? And I'll say he's either not a Christian or he's not a good one. For prayer is the lifeblood. Just to talk with Him. We still have that thirst today. At least those of us who who I believe that you do, and I know that I do, have a thirst to see people saved. I'd like to tell those that have been seeking that the well is deep today, my friend, that you can go to that well. I thought about it as this woman said that, this sinful woman that had been married all these times. Had all of her life wrecked. Sometimes you get to a point in life and you think I'm old now where I'm in a certain age and I expected it to be different. I expected life to be Far different than what it came to. I will saying to you this morning, my friend, the well is deep. He can take your broken life and He can make it whole again. He can take your sinful nature and that well is so deep, He can make you a new creature in Christ Jesus. And that's what he did with this woman. She came. I thought about different people that had came. I thought about there was a Seraphonician woman one time who came and sought the Lord. And she said, Lord, help me. My daughter lies at home. And she's grievously vexed with the devil. And the Bible said he didn't speak to her. Didn't even acknowledge her. I Just kept on this journey. And the more that he walked the more she begged and the more she pleaded. I mean, today, sinner friend, the well is deep, but you've got to have your mind set and you've got to have your mind made up that I'm going to get to that well and I'm going to drink of that living water. And my friend, oh, nothing's going to stop me. That's what this Therophenician woman... She wasn't a Jew. and She was a Gentile. And so he kept on walking. And the more he walked, the more she begged. And the more she pleaded, Lord, help me. Help my little girl. And the Bible says, and Jesus said, I'm only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And he kept on his journey. And then the Bible says she worshipped Him. I've thought about that. Even after he told her, no, she still worshipped Him. I mean, she had a love. She had a faith. Do you love him even when he don't go according to your plans? And do you love him when he tells you no? She loved him. And she worshiped him. And his disciple said, Lord, send her away. She's cried after us. And she still begged and pleaded, Lord, help me. And the Bible said, it's not me. It's not right. It's not good to take the children's bread, meaning the Jews, and cast it to the dogs. He was calling her a dog. And you know what she said? Now, that would have run a lot of people off. But you know what she said? Yeah, Lord. She said, I'm a dog. I mean, as a sinner, that's exactly... You have to see that need. You have to see yourself as a sinner and if you can ever see yourself as a sinner then you can get the living water but you first got to see yourself he called her a dog and she said yeah lord that's the truth i tell you this morning I'm nothing but a wretch. Uh, But I'm one that's been saved. He cleaned me up one night when I was a young boy. Put something inside of me. Put a desire there. Put a strong thirst in my heart and in my soul. But I saw myself like that Seraphonesian woman. Yea, Lord, I'm just a sinner. She said, yea, Lord, I might be a dog. But she said, even the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table, just give me a crumb. Uh, My friend, she had a thirst. You have a thirst today. Except you have that thirst, you'll never see anything change. If you're lost, except you have a thirst to be saved, you will never be saved. As a church, we need a thirst for revival. Or we'll never have. That's my opinion. But I believe I can back that up with a scripture. So this woman, the Bible said, as she she was there, just like Nicodemus. Everything that Jesus said, she was thinking of the flesh. Nicodemus said, when Jesus said, "You must be born again. You have to have a new birth. You have to have a time and a place where a change happened in your life," and and Nicodemus thought he was talking about physical. He said, "Can a man?" Go back inside the womb and be born again. And Jesus said, No, what is born of the flesh is flesh, and the Spirit is spirit." This woman said, Sir, give me this water that I come not hither to draw. She was thinking of that physical water. She was thinking of that. And my friend, there's nothing more satisfying. I can remember being in a tobacco patch many times. And the rows were so long. And it was about this time of year we would always try to cut and haul in around Labor Day. So it was about this time of year and the sun would beat down, but I knew when I got to the end of the row, there would be a drink of a cooler. And in that cooler was full of ice. And in that ice was full of water. And that water was from my granny's well. It wasn't city water. It was from her well that would spring up. And there was a drink of cool water at the end of the row. There was nothing better than that on a hot day. I'm telling you there's nothing better than when you find that living water and you'll wonder how you've done so long without it. And my friend, that living water, it's still springing up. The well is deep. The well was deep for that Sir Phoenician woman. I thought about a man one time, devil and demon possessed. And the Bible said Jesus went across the Sea of Galilee. And He ended up on the shore of Genesaret. And the Bible said there came a man, a naked man. He came running from the cemetery. Came running. Now picture that. A naked man comes running out of the tomb. Comes running out of the cemetery. He's got marks all over his body. Now see, they had tried to chain him. And he had broke the chain. He had broke the fetters. And my friend, the Bible said that at night he would weep and he would cry and he would wail and he would lash himself and make cuts all over his body. He would take stones and just begin to cut. He was in a bad shape. And my friend, the well is deep today. So deep that as bad as the safest you can get in, he can still say And so this demon-possessed man met him. And Jesus said, What is your name? And the demon answered, My name is Legion, for we are many. They might have been many. A legion was several hundred, maybe even over a thousand Roman soldiers. I don't know how many demons this man had inside of him, but he had enough that they answered, We are a legion, for we are many. But I'm telling you, as many as they were, as mighty as that devil is, as strong of a hold as he's got on this generation, church, the well is deep today. The well is deep, and he can still save. We 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 were talking in Sunday school about time and how they changed, and how that it was mentioned that some of them had went to Nashville, and men were so impatient. Hawking their horns. Men are in such a hurry today. Instead of getting up early, they sleep in. They take their slumber and drive like a maniac to get to where they're going. I'm telling you, it's just a different world. Gone are the days of knowing your neighbors. Gone are the days. That's why I feel it's so important to do stuff with our youth. That's been on my heart for a few months. And I'm glad we're moving forward with it. If you don't do stuff with them, they will take up with things of the world. But the well is deep enough to keep them safe. My friend, but that well, it's a springing well. Jesus told the woman uh, that's springing up into everlasting life. That man named Legion, full of demons, naked, crying, bleeding with all the gashes. No man could tame him, but he had a family and he came from somewhere and he had a home. And so Jesus looked at him and He looked at the demons and He said, Come out of him. The well is deep. And you see and those demons begin to plead. And they begin to beg. You see the devil and his demons. They've got all kinds of power. He is the God of this world. But my friends, even the demons come cowering and falling down at the feet of their maker. Because the well is deep. And He cast those demons into a herd of swine. And that herd of swine ran violently down a steep place and choked in the sea and died. And the men of that city went and got other men. And they came and they saw that man whom the demons were in. They saw Him sitting and clothed and in His right mind had the feet of Jesus. How did He do that? Because the well is deep. You're never too far gone. I've heard people say, I'm too far gone for to be saved. That's a lie. You're never too far gone. The well is deep enough. I thought about this woman at the well. Jesus had this conversation with the longest recorded conversation with the Samaritan. He would think that would be a disciple. Maybe John whom he loved. But the longest recorded conversation is with this little Samaritan woman. This sinner, you think about that. Five husbands, sacked up now, a social pariah, an outcast, not liked by the women, so much not liked, but she was shunned, wouldn't even able to come and draw water at the same time that they did. What a miserable life that she must have lived. But see, he drew her down, and he said, Go and call your husband. And she said, I don't have a husband. And he began to tell her her heart. I'll never forget the time that the Lord showed me my sinful nature. He showed it to me one night. I was sitting on a pew in a little church house and He showed me exactly what He showed this woman. He said, you've rightly said, you have no husband. You've had five. And the man you have now, he's not your husband. And He revealed unto her her sinful nature. That hurts. You see, before you can be saved, you've got to be lost. I went to an altar once. I don't think I was lost looking back on it. But I wanted to be saved. But the next time I went, I was lost. And I did get saved. But He showed me that sinful nature. He showed me the lawbreaker, the heathen, the wretch that I was. And that's what He did to her. And she said, I perceive that thou art a prophet. She said, tell me, you Jews say that in Jerusalem's where men ought to worship, us Samaritans we worship on this mountain. And Jesus said, Lady, the hour is coming and now is when you shall neither in this mountain or in Jerusalem worship the Father. But you will worship Him in spirit and in truth. For God is a spirit. And He seeketh such to worship Him. About this time, His disciples came. His disciples came on the scene and the woman left the water pot, went into the city, and said, come and see a man which told me all that ever I did is not this the Christ. This social outcast. This pariah. You know those... You've probably got some in Lafayette. We've got some in Tompkinsville that you see and you don't mean to. But before you can even have a thought, it enters into your mind who that person is. That was who this woman is. Everybody knew her. Everybody knew what she was. But something was different about her now. Something had changed. What changed? She found a deep well. The well is deep. The well is deep today. And she drew out of that well and she found the living water. She found the living water and she left her water pot and went into the city. This social outcast who wouldn't be around people ran into the middle of the city and said, come and see a man. Don't tell me your testimonies on that power. Those men of that city heard the saying of that woman knowing something was different, knowing who this woman was, now hearing what she had to say, they went and saw Him and heard Him. And He stayed there two days in a place that the Jews and religious people hated in Samaria. And in two days, He explained to those people, and the Bible said many in that city believed because the well is deep. I don't know what this message was really for or about or who it was for, but if you're struggling today, the well is deep. If you're hurting today, the well is deep. If you need some grace today, the well is deep. If you need mercy today, the well is deep. If you need forgiveness today, the well is deep. If you need salvation, the well is deep today. You just come. But you got to be thirsty. This woman was thirsty. The longer He talked with her, the more her thirst began to build. Sir, give me this water. And that's the way it is. The more that the Lord deals with you, the bigger that thirst gets. Maybe the more trials you have if you've been saved. Maybe you're a Christian and been a good one for a long, long time. Maybe trouble has come into your home. Maybe Satan has assaulted your family. And maybe there's divorces. Maybe there's breakups. And maybe there's death. And maybe there's bad diagnosis. Whatever the case, I promise you today, the well is deep. Go to it and drink. And you'll not only find forgiveness and mercy and salvation, but those of us who have been saved will find comfort and joy and gladness and the, the, the wherewithal to pick ourselves up and to carry on in this lost and dying sinful world, we need to go to that well. And the well is deep. That's what I've got for you today. God bless you. Let's have a song. And just everybody, mind the Lord.